All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. We hope you all had a good weekend as we come back and bring you recaps. Well, recap of what happened this weekend. Michigan had the bye, so we're going to be talking about the lines here soon. Brandon, what amazing happened in your life this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. Not a whole lot. Um, it was kind of a chill weekend. Um, yeah, I guess really not too much to mention. Uh, yeah, well, just watch, watch some football. Um, yeah, man. Caught up with some stuff around the house, I guess. That is truly amazing. <laughs> that is rock moment of the week right there. No. Um, yeah, well, I can't say too much on top of that because we didn't really do anything either. We were kids free this weekend. So mostly that was like a stay at home vacation doing nothing. Nice. I always try to purpose on saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get some stuff done. And nope, nope. It's usually just sleeping in and trying to do as little as possible. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, there were sports this weekend, which we will definitely get to. Uh, but we have our order of business. So, first thing up, we start with. Rock moment of the week. That'll wake you up right there. Oh, yeah. Rock moments of the week brought to you by our one and only sponsor, Nothing. Um, No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's safe to say that, you know, two weeks in to the NFL season and the Lions are sitting there undefeated, (laughs) technically. Technically. (laughs) And... On top of that, I saw that the NFC North is the only division without a team with a losing record. Hmm. OMG. Interesting. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I think every team, uh, every division has at least one team with two losses. And since the Lions have a win and a tie, and then... um, The Bears have a win and a loss. Yeah, and then Minnesota has a win and loss, and Green Bay is undefeated. There's te- technically everybody's either 500 or above. Mm-hmm. So look at that NFC North representing while it looks like absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ne- I mean, no team has really like played super well. Yeah, what now you, you, I feel, are more capable of answering this than I am. When was the last time do you feel like the NFC North just looked like such a mess? I mean, let's face it. Green Bay doesn't look that strong. Chicago, I don't even know how Chicago's won a game. Uh, Minnesota is not what they were a couple years ago. And Detroit, you can just never trust. So when was the last time that really the NFC North was like, what the crap? Uh, I mean, because usually at least one team is usually pretty good. And like, I mean, yeah. most of the times it's the Packers, but yeah, I was gonna I'm say, trying to usually... think like in the 80s, uh, you know, at least like the Bears were pretty good. And then in the early 90s, 
Uh, the Packers were pretty good. And then like the, in the mid mid to late 90s, the, the Packers and the Vikings were good. So, you know, and then all the way through the 2000s, you know, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Packers were good. Yeah, so yeah, that's I, just... I can't remember the last time like all four teams weren't that great. So technically, the NFC North looks good right now, but secretly might be a dumpster fire brewing. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, two games of the season is kind of hard to tell. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just here for the hot takes. That the NFL hot takes. Because I am an expert. But uh, somebody who is an expert when it comes to all things garbage in sports is our one and only Brandon for Garbage <laughs> Play of the Week. Oh. No, we missed the best part. Yeah, you botched that. Dang it. <laughs> There you go. You guys get a, a double win for garbage play. You get and that's play. my garbage play of the week. <laughs> is the garbage play of the week. Um, no. Um, I mean, could there really be any other garbage play of the week than the I obvious? I know. I like. I ha- I <laughs> kind of knew where it was going to go, but I was just like, did he come up with something else? It's almost impossible to come up. With something. It's garbage, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, um, yeah, that's Michigan State. <laughs> Surprise! Oh man, um, yeah. I mean, I only saw the end of that game because you texted me MSU with a question question mark. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, I better turn this game on." And I saw it long enough to see everybody celebrating after the field goal. Oh yeah. And then they kept showing like the replay of it, and they're counting how many guys are on the field. And I started laughing. And so they trot the guy back out there to kick another field goal, and I'm smiling the whole time. And uh, I mean, he goes up, kicks it, and just shanks the field goal. And I'm, I was laughing my butt <laughs> off. And <laughs> I told my wife, I'm like, I was smiling that whole time because I know. Um when a guy has to re-kick a field goal that he just made, especially when it's to win the game, <laughs> like 70% of the time they're going to miss it. Yeah. And for as shaky as that kicker was this, so far this season, um, that pretty much went up to like 80%. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, funny context for me with the story. Um, I had to run a few errands. I mean, my, my goal Saturday was watch as much football as possible. A couple things came up, but I had to run an errand. So I was just like, oh, what the heck? I'll follow what I can on the radio of whoever's playing. Of course, the radio is playing Michigan State. And I I love me some Michigan State football radio. I mean, they are so <laughs> unbiased and so level-headed when it comes to commentating on a football game. Oh, yeah. You got to love George Blaha. George blah blah um <laughs> and so I was listening to it and of course I mean you know every host with their team is going to do different things but I was I was bothered by by some of the stuff when I was listening to it but I wish 
and it's got to, I bet somebody saved it somewhere. I haven't seen it yet. I wish I could have heard that on the radio live. <laughs> somebody, I'm sure you can find it somewhere. Yeah, somebody said on Twitter that they were listening to it on the radio, and you could distinctly hear in the background when they were reviewing it, like somebody in the booth like, oh my god, how could they put 12 guys on the field? <laughs> so, I'll, I'll be Did looking. Did you see my that. tweet I had? I said if... Um... If Jim Caldwell was their coach, they would have only had nine guys on the field, and it wouldn't have been a penalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Is it, yeah, it was more than one time that he only had, like, nine or ten guys on the field for the Lions. That's ridiculous. I don't know how, I don't know how you do two less. Like, okay, maybe one. <laughs> I mean, that that's happened in Michigan, I think, before, having uh, missing a guy on the field for a kick or something like that. But, yeah. That... That was it would only happen to Michigan area sports, um, you know, like with Caldwell doing it. That's only something that would happen to Detroit sports. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the I remember one time the Tigers screwed up their batting order. <laughs> that sounds. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I played one year a little league, and we had one of the worst teams in the league. And I don't think we screwed up the batting order once. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys are professionals. Mm-hmm. That's why you pay them the big bucks. So, yeah, if anybody's listening and has, I can't, I cannot imagine anyone listening and having no idea about the Michigan State debacle. But if for some reason you missed it, you heard about it, but you haven't watched it, yeah, you, you should watch it. My coworker that has season tickets said that he left at halftime. Oh wow! Really? When it was yeah. three to zero? Yeah, that's what <laughs> uh, our friend Jason and I were talking about. That, um, like, you understand, kind of leaving early sometimes, but when the game's that close and you leave at halftime, yeah, like I understand being upset that the offense is so bad, but. It was still a one-score game. Yeah, I mean a touchdown. The touchdown they got they had the lead there for a minute. Hmm. So yeah, well, yeah that that was a possibly the pinnacle of garbage plays that has been shared on the podcast so far. Hmm. So. But uh, we will move along to surprisingly non-garbage content as we get to transition here into Lions content. So it was just the Lions this weekend, and the Lions were the underdogs, plus three, with the over-under of 47, hosting the Chargers this weekend, and the final score was 13-10. to Lions take home the W, and Brandon, your prediction was 10-24. Uh, the Lions losing. I had twenty to twenty-eight. 
the Lions losing. You, however, had the under, so you got yourself a point. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. And quickly to touch on the other uh, predictions that we had, I totally botched the locks of the week as Maryland decided to lay a big old turd after their first two weeks and uh, lost to whoever it was they were playing. Temple. There we go. <laughs> they lost to somebody. Lost, lost to some team. <laughs> and they made it so I didn't get a point, so I'm mad. Um, and then Brandon with the luck. No, just kidding. Um, the ability to go and pick the Patriots and making the wise decision, they did cover their 17 spread against the Dolphins. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins are a complete dumpster fire. Yes, and players talking about wanting to be traded and everything like that is pretty hilarious. So uh, another point for you, Brandon. And the last thing we have is our question of the week for Lions. Brandon, you had, will Matthew Stafford throw over one touchdown? Both of us were so intelligent and went with the no, while in fact he did (laughs) hit two touchdowns. Uh, Yeah, he proved us wrong. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm all right with being that. proved wrong. Yeah, I was okay with that. I was okay with being wrong about them losing. So the current standings, Brandon, you had, uh, with those two points, you regained the lead with six, and I am right behind with five points. So all right. watch back. <laughs> all right, I'll hand, behind. <laughs> I'll hand things over to you then uh, if you want to talk about the game. Uh, yeah. Um, well, the Lions, uh, they won... 13 to 10. <laughs> uh, the game was about as exciting as the score. Um, you know, Stafford, he, he played okay. Uh, it's kind of hard to figure out because at the beginning of the game, he played pretty well. Um, and then he had two bad interceptions. And then in the fourth quarter, he drove him down the field and scored a touchdown, which ended up being the game winner. Um, actually, with that, he, now he has 28 career fourth-quarter comebacks, and he's tied with Brett Favre, 10th over t- all-time. Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> um, along with Stafford, uh, on Johnson, man, he looked pretty good. Uh, you know, not too many runs. He He's not – he's only averaging about three yards a carry right now. Um you know, it kind of goes with the offensive line. They're not playing too great. Uh, they did a good job this week, and Stafford actually wasn't sacked all game. Um, oh. Tyrell Crosby had to play left tackle for the injured um, Taylor Decker. And, man, he actually did a better job than Decker. Um, <laughs> he might have um, worked himself into a starting job, potentially. Nice. Uh, I know Decker is like – Decker was a first-round draft pick. Uh, he had a really good rookie season, and then he's kind of struggled a little bit since. Uh, I, I kind of expect him to start when he comes back, but uh, you know, Crosby, he made a case for himself. Uh, he had a few really nice uh, blocks. Um, I mean, he's been and working against you know Joey Bosa and uh, Ingram the whole time. Uh, so it's you know it's kind of a Tall order there, but he did a good job. 
the touchdowns went to Kenny Galladay. That was the fourth quarter one. Carry uh, on Johnson had the touchdown in the first half um, off a screen. And man, I didn't realize how fast carry on was. When he got that ball, uh, he, he kind of juggled it a little bit, grabbed the ball, and then there's like two or three guys that had angles on him. He just blew right past him. Um, and what I thought was the funniest is the defender that was close enough, or the closest to him when he ran in the end zone was Thomas Davis. And Thomas Davis is like 36 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was kind of funny that the old guy was the the one that was close enough to carry on to have even a chance of making a play. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Darius Slay, he was matched up with Keenan Allen the whole game. And, man, like the first quarter he did pretty well. And then he struggled in the second and third. Uh, I mean, Keenan Allen, he's one of the best route runners in the game. So there was a few times where they showed replays. And, you know, he got the best to slay. But some of those routes that he was running, like, nobody was going to keep up with him. Um, and actually, the, the announcers were saying, oh, um, Darius Slay struggling really bad with Keenan Allen today. Allen's getting the best of him. And uh, in the end, uh, Darius Slay actually had an interception, I think it was right at the goal line, um, to kind of cement the win for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was just like up, over a minute left. Yeah, he ended up with uh, getting the upper hand of that, and actually held Allen to under a hundred yards. He had ninety-eight. So, all in all, he did a pretty good job on him. Um, and Allen didn't score a touchdown either. Uh, last week, uh, T.J. Hawkinson had the big game against the Cardinals and against the Chargers. He only had one catch for seven yards. So, yeah. you know, quite quite the drop off there. And he also did have two penalties as well. What a stupid um, draft move. <laughs> I, oh, believe, I believe I'm he kidding. had a false start and a holding penalty. Oh, uh, my gosh. A little bit of a rough game for him. Uh, and then the other tight end, Jesse James, he had a couple good catches. Uh, he had under 20, under 20 yards. So it wasn't like a huge day for him, but he was there kind of as a relief valve for Stafford. Um, and the last thing I'll touch on is Jamal Agnew. Um, he does the return duties for the Lions. And over the last couple of years, he's been pretty good at it. But, man, this year he is off. He doesn't seem to have the speed that he did before. And, man, he's been fumbling a lot. Uh, he actually had a fumble against the Chargers that wasn't called. It was a blatant fumble, and the refs just straight up missed it. Um, um, too many yeah, Krispy I mean, Kreme donuts. <laughs> too many Krispy Kremes. Um, I mean, the dude, the Chargers tried. They just handed this game to the Lions. Uh, their kicker, he missed like two or three field goals. Uh, he was the kicker and the punter because their normal kicker was out injured. Um, you know, so I can kind of give him a a pass there. Uh, he did hit one. I think he was one for three. Sounds about right. Um, and then there was one drive in the third quarter, I believe, like late in the third quarter, where the Chargers scored twice on that drive, and both of them were called back for penalties. 
Yeah, that was, that was about the time the Lions got the ball. You know, the fourth quarter started then, and then Stafford drove him down, got that touchdown, and that uh, that put the Lions in the lead. And then uh, the Chargers weren't able to do anything. Come back. Yeah, I was gonna say that this game easily could have been like seventeen to thirteen, or probably more like twenty to thirteen. Um, yeah, and I mean, to mention, too, that Matt Prater missed an extra point and a field goal in that game for the Lions. And they, and they still won. Yeah. Um, it was a super sloppy game. So, you know, lots of mistakes. Uh, obviously, Stafford with the two interceptions. Uh, Rivers threw an interception to Darius Slay at the end of the game. Uh, Chargers kicker missed two field goals. And then the Lions kicker... Uh, it's an extra point and a field goal, and then just a barrage of penalties. There's so many penalties in this game. Like I don't even I'm not even sure if there was a drive in this game where there wasn't a penalty. Oh jeez. At least that's the way it felt. Like it was just one after another. On both on both teams. I mean, I think in the second half it was definitely more of the Chargers than it was the Lions, but God man, it was just bad. Yeah, there was a total of um, 17 penalties between the two teams for over 140 yards. (laughs) Even that seems seems kind of like a small number to me. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it was just one of those games where it's like, okay, things are starting to happen. Oh, another penalty. And it's one of those, you know, neither one of these teams wants to win kind of games. Yeah, maybe. And, uh, no credit to the Lions; they squeaked it out. Maybe Detroit will get lucky and just get every opponent when they're at their worst. It's already kind of happening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get rid. Of, we'll get into that in the next episode. Oh man! Uh, well, yeah, I um, it, it was definitely a pleasant surprise that they won. I definitely agree that really, I mean, the Chargers botched this one. Uh, the Lions did enough to hang around and finish it. Um, so, I, I don't know. After two weeks, I still kind of feel like, what What do we know? Nothing. We don't really know anything. <laughs> There's... There's nothing good to base this off of because it's just such a mess. And so hopefully at some point there'll be some consistency. Uh, I definitely do agree. Um, Carry on looked pretty good. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to make the running game for Detroit to look better because it always looks so poor. But I mean, I know know he was doing more than just uh, running plays. He was also making catches, but. Uh, things looked a little bit there, better there. I was going to mention uh, Hawkinson's performance, but you already mentioned that. Um, dude, one thing that really kind of, I don't know, it kind of um, kills me when you see this, when defensive players go for the flash of an interception rather than trying to ensure that the receiver does not catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if uh, you may know where I'm going with this, but at the end of the first half, uh, when the chargers go down and uh, punch in a field goal rivers threw a bomb 
and I can't remember who the other one was, but Diggs comes in across the field. Perfect lineup with the receiver to be able to, you know, actually probably smash him pretty hard. But mm-hmm. at least at least grab on, you know, grab an arm, make sure he can't secure the ball. But instead, he extends out like he's the intended receiver trying to cup the pass. And he was well off because he missed the ball and he missed the receiver, made no contact, and the receiver was able to pull it down and made it so that they could kick that field goal before halftime. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about, the throw to Mike Williams. Yeah. Yeah, and that was frustrating too because Diggs coming across the center of the field like full blast hitting someone, um, that's just like perfect for him because he just like lays people out. I mean, he's a small guy, but he hits like a ton of breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of them where, you know, he's got a, he had perfect timing on that too, really, because he would have got there both the time the ball hit Williams's hands. Yeah. And if he would have connected on that, I really don't think Williams would have hung on to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, um, it was honestly great coverage by him. Uh, another thing that I want to mention, I mean, you already talked about Stafford with his interceptions, but, you know, uh, in, uh, the Lions just are normally, but especially this year with how messed up week one and week two were, but inconsistency. Um mm-hmm. Like, it kind of blows my mind sometimes with Stafford. And, and this is the thing, too, where when you watch the great quarterbacks play, they rarely do it. I mean, yeah, they make mistakes. But um, he Stafford was, like, trying to win the game. I think it was, like, early in the third quarter when he got one of his interceptions. And he's throwing into double coverage, like, 40 yards down the field at least or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. And so it's like, dude. You, you don't have to win the game. March down the field, do your thing. But, yeah, he threw it in double coverage and got an interception. It's just like, I mean, you're you're talking about, like, the smallest window of that actually being completed to the right player. So you can't really be too shocked when you screw it up. Yeah. Uh, actually, with that, it's funny because a few ba- plays before that, I texted our friend Jason, and I'm like, why don't we ever throw down the field? And then <laughs> Stafford did that, and I got intercepted, and I'm like, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we don't have Megatron anymore. Yeah. I mean, we got Galladay. He's he's a big guy, too, and he can make some pretty amazing catches. But, yeah, those are pretty forced. One was in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other same. one, yeah, the other one was just in the middle of the field, about a 40-yard pass. So how do you feel? Like, I know that you said it was messy, but, like, how do you feel? Are you, like, optimistic? Are you still kind of, like, I don't know what I've seen in the past two weeks, so I can't process it? Uh, I would say I'm cautious. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm a Lions fan, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I've been a Lions fan my whole life, so I don't ever really get too excited because I always just have a feeling that something's going to happen. Uh, I mean, somebody posted something on Twitter with like all the undefeated teams, and they're like, "Hey, rank the undefeated teams." And I'm thinking, it's like if you because there's there's ten of them, 
if you have the lions at anything other than 10, I feel like you're lying to yourself. <laughs> because, I mean, they tied the worst team from last year. I mean, they're, they're greatly improved, but still, they're still at the bottom quarter of the league. We tied them, and then in week two, we beat a depleted Chargers team who was missing um, you know, their tight end, their left tackle, their best safety, one of their starting corners, and then like their second wide receiver who made that big catch against Diggs that you're talking about, he was banged up as well. And you could tell he wasn't 100%. I mean, the Chargers line isn't that great, and then Phillip Rivers is older, and he's a little more immobile. So they are pretty much handing that game to the Lions with all the injuries they had, and then also with uh, Melvin Gordon sitting out because of a contract dispute. Uh, you know, we're talking about two of the best players on their offense uh, and the most important player on the line being gone. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive that the Lions still won. I mean, you got to take, you got to be happy anytime a team gets a win, but to have them any higher than the rest of the undefeated teams, I feel like you're just kind of lying to yourself. I feel like you're kind of drinking the Kool-Aid if you're thinking that. Yeah, no, I, I can support you on that, so... Brandon coming in with the hot takes. <laughs> I really don't even feel like that's much of a hot take. No, I know. I was being sorry. <laughs> I was being sorry. It's, a, it's a lukewarm take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, anything, anything else to take away from the game? Um, um not really. Uh like I said, it was just a really sloppy, kind of a boring game. Not really too much to talk about. Um, you know, like I mentioned, Stafford, he was kind of up and down. Uh, Carry on played well. Kenny Galladay played really well. Um, Agnew, he was actually taken off the return duties. Uh, they ended up putting in uh, Danny Amendola on the punts. And I believe Ty Johnson, I think, returns. Okay. Um so, you know, there might be a change there moving forward just because of how bad Agnew has struggled lately. Uh, other than that, I mean, a win's a win. I'll take it. But nothing too impressive, I guess. Yeah. Uh, do you happen to know offhand? Uh, I have no idea of quick, easy way to look this up. Um, what is the Lions' most recent, you know, longest win or non-lose streak. Oh, geez. At the beginning of the season. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. We might have to look that up. <laughs> um, the longest one, my guess, is either you're going to go back to the mid-90s or, you mean, to start the season or just, like, yeah, in a season? Uh, to start a season specifically, but I mean, if you yeah, know... probably like maybe mid nineties, or you're gonna go back even farther to like the fifties, <laughs> <laughs> back when they were really good and had um, you know a lot of Hall of Fame players. That'd be interesting to know to see if they can pull off some more ties and some more wins to keep the streak alive. 
Because I know the best team they've had in the Super Bowl era was in nineteen ninety one, but I know they started off a little rough, and then uh, Mike Utley broke his neck, and he kind of kind of came like the shot in the arm for the team, and you know they kind of went on a streak after that, and they made it to the um, to the NFC Championship game and lost. Hmm. So that that was probably the best team, but they didn't start off um, super great that year. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if I'm able to dig that up, I'll have to find that and share that. Maybe, and it's not a win streak, but them keeping off like the non-losing streak. I think this is the first time the Lions have had a tie since like the mid '80s, <laughs> like '85 or '86. I don't know. My brother. Heard it somewhere the other day, and he told me. Stupid I can't remember tough. if it was eighty-five or eighty-six. That's funny though. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if that's it, we might uh, move along. It's a little bit shorter of an episode because of no Michigan stuff. But uh, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You good? We're good. The lines are kind of good. <laughs> they're they're not losing. They're undefeated. Yeah. So we will definitely accept that and uh, hold on to that as long as we can. So uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Man, we didn't even talk about Michigan football, so I guess one pride? Yeah, one pride, I guess. (laughs) 